0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 112 of HearthCast, recorded for you on March 22nd, 2012, and made possible by RiptideSoftware.com. This is Root, and we are a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player.
1: And this is Freckleface, and today we're having lore talk with a lore master.
0: Lore master? Yes. You know, this is the guy that knows all about everything.
1: I would say so. And, And then some. Also, in this episode, we have a whisper or two, we have an auction house tip, and a corner of carnage.
0: And now, from the Excellence in Podcast Studios, it's time for another episode of Hearthcast. Darth Gas Season 4 is proudly sponsored by Riptide Cloud, custom Salesforce programming management and training. Also, reduce lag.com, drop your latency by up to 50%. Just visit reduce today to figure out how you can be a part of Reduce the Lag. And of course, system.com, remote infrastructure management, and the IMG, the International Mastermind Group.
1: I want to give a shout out to our guildmates that's over on the Horror on the Deathwing server.
0: I love you, Hand. Oh, what? Is awesome. Our
1: friends on Facebook and like, our followers on Twitter. So
0: hey, Freckleface. Hey, what's up?
1: What's up?
0: What's up with you this week in the world of Warcraft?
1: I don't know if I made a huge mistake or not. Oh, um, Uh-oh. What's I up? spent fifteen thousand of my gold. You
0: know, you told me this, and I'm like, fifteen k. What are you I talking only about? We have twenty three. Now you have like nine left. Yeah,
1: yeah, I well, eight left. Yeah, eight. I can't I do math that quick. I haven't been super active in um, anything. But, you know, i talk- okay, so remember last week we were talking no. about the transmog.
0: Yes, I do remember. And that. I
1: said there, there's pasties in the game, and these pasties are really, really hard to come by. Right. They really, really, really are, and most of them are outdated. Cannot get them anymore, or they have, you know, 0.01% chance to drop. So when I found one in the auction house, it was gold, gold pasties.
0: 15K? 15K. No, 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 time out. Time what? You bought gold pasties. Mm. For 15,000 gold. Yes. You made somebody's day.
1: I did. That's okay.
0: There's somebody somewhere else in the podcast universe that's Ta- going, I just got 15,000K for a pair of pasties. You know what, you know what though? Oh,
1: if I didn't have bought them.
0: You'd have 15K. Somebody,
1: no. Somebody oh. else would have bought them. No, though. no, no. You don't know that. I'm convinced. No. I'm convinced. Because they're so hard to come by. Remember I, last year, Let, last me, ask week? let, me, let me ask you a question. What?
0: Did you okay. bid or did you buy out?
1: I, I bought them. Oh, I was afraid somebody else was going to get them. No. Oh, look, I've been face. look, I've been in the auction house for like months trying to find a good chess piece. Uh, this is the best so far. Okay. I didn't want to bid and someone else to come and buy out because fifteen thousand in, in the scheme of things is not that much.
0: It's huge.
1: No, it's not huge. It's not like a hundred thousand.
0: It's seventy five less.
1: Yeah, eighty five. Uh, but um, yeah,
0: do that math on me. <laughs> All right. So, okay. you bought Let me ask you a question. Okay. Are you happy? Yes. All right, done deal. All right, okay. so you you got your you got your pasties.
1: I'm happy, but I don't have a a full outfit yet. I'm still Like I had the purple pants and the purple cape and I could get purple gloves to go with it, but it didn't I would have had to log out in Mother Tune to get my money and it didn't feel like it. But then if I go purple, then it's purple and gold and then like, yeah. that's cool, but then now it's my high school colors. What? So what is that? It's also
0: Mardi Gras colors. No. Yeah.
1: Mardi Gras is green.
0: Purple. And, and gold. green. And gold. And green. And gold.
1: Not just purple and gold. What,
0: what high school all right, never mind. Um All right. Have you been to IcyVeins.com? I
1: have not. Okay,
0: they have an entire T Mog section.
1: Okay. So can I go in and I can can I tell them what my chess piece is and have them make an outfit for me. I don't know that. Okay, that's what I need to do. Oh, okay. I'm gonna post that on our Facebook and I'm there say you this go. is my chess piece. Yeah. People help me find good pieces to go with it. You just
0: say, help me, and they'll help, help you. Help
1: me. Now, outside of WoW, I found something very special at a rummage sale.
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, well, IRL? Uh,
1: yeah, IRL. I was at you... a rummage sale. Yeah. Um, I had a good haul, a couple clothes, a couple of um, paintings for the wall, which is very cool. Um, but then I also found the World of Warcraft Deluxe Edition Miniatures Game for $4.
0: I'm having a hard time processing this way. You're at a rummage sale. Yeah. So you are... Okay, there
1: is this church down the block from me. But they had this garage sale, which turned out to be a rummage sale. So okay. I went there and it's been just old ladies and I found some khakis, which fit. And I was like, cool. And then I found a hey. suit jacket, which fit. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. cool. And I found these like pretty paintings. I was like, cool. But then I didn't have cash and they didn't take checks. So I had to... Um, walk back home, they get my car, and then drive to the ATM, they then drive back to the room sale and give him my money. Right. But they also had the um, the miniatures game. And I remember at some point, uh, my hubby had this miniatures game, but I think it was for something else. So why I had called him and said, like, Hey, should I get this? I said, get, you, get it, get it, it's $4, get it. So I bought it for $4. Now I looked on Amazon, and while the normal version goes for maybe about 15 the deluxe edition Goose for forty five dollars. Forty.
0: So wait a minute. Yeah. All right. On Amazon, uh-huh. forty five bucks. Yeah. And you paid five. Four. Four.
1: Yeah. It's a good deal, right? Um.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. We still don't how to insane, play it. Same. Still don't actually. know how to play it.
0: It did wasn't, it come with documentation?
1: Yeah, and um, it wasn't brand new. It it looked like it was at first, but apparently the pieces would have been in. Some sort of um, cellophane wrap and they weren't, they unwrapped. So he said, No, it's not new. Uh, but it's fine, you know, because we don't have a whole lot of stuff that we can, you know, really do together because we don't watch the same stuff, we don't play the same games, blah, blah, blah. But I got his mentors game. Like, okay, we can sit down one Friday night and play this mentors game. We have it not yet, but we will.
0: Well, we just got it last week, right?
1: Yeah. I have to figure out how to play it. He said, apparently, sure. it's really complicated.
0: Oh. So really? it's super
1: exciting. Super I mean, excited. I'm in this, I'm in this like musty, Room, what? and there's, like, there's, there's, like...
0: The rummage sale was in a musty room.
1: Yeah, it's kind of okay. musty, and there's all these, like, ceramic art, and, like, old lady clothes with the shoulder pads.
0: I hate those. Those never fit me at board all. board
1: games from the 80s, and then all that World of Warcraft miniatures game.
0: Can of remind me of the time that I went at 7-Eleven, there's Bananas and WoW next to it? I took the picture and put it on Facebook. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. There's always bananas at 7 It's just like a dollar. It's overpriced.
0: And they're always like, you buy something at, at 7-Eleven, and they're like, oh, would you like a banana? I'm like, no. No
1: one's ever offered me a banana. Oh. Although, the other day when I was at work, my boss's boss, as she was leaving, comes up and he's like, here, have a banana. And then handed it to me, and then left.
0: Oh, and it was word. half brown. Oh. So, I know. So have a half brown banana. Have a
1: brown banana. I was like, "Oh!" And I just like my automatic sounds like, "Oh, thank you!" And just, like she seemed happy, and then she yeah, walked w- off. What and do like, you
0: say to that? I'm
1: like, what do I do with this banana and thrown away? Oh, okay. Because I'm like, what? Am... It's like a tainted banana.
0: Tainted. You don't want that.
1: What else does it do? Take it home. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that poor.
0: Okay, so okay. You, you got the miniatures game. You haven't played it yet. Yeah. No, I looked full, at it. Full documentation. Well, let us know how that goes for you. I will.
1: So, Root. Yes, ma'am. You yes. are raiding. Tell me about your raiding. You know,
0: there's, there's a part of me that actually feels sad.
1: Oh, sad? Be- yeah. Sad. Why are you sad?
0: Because you're not there.
1: Oh. I did log on yesterday,
0: though. I know.
1: I know, but you weren't there. Yeah.
0: yeah. What Yesterday? Well, it was well, just not the same time. I don't know when it was. So, yeah, we're raiding. We, we actually one-shotted Deathwing.
1: You were so against using the term "one shot." I was like three weeks ago. I, w- I
0: still am. I, I, I still say it. And I go. We didn't really because one shot to me is one. shot It's like shot. bam. It's like yeah. it's like an arrow to the bam. knee. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what she did there. Yeah. Um. All right. When one try, we brought down madness. Very nice. Never done that before. Very nice. And we actually had a couple of people who'd never been there before. who actually got their uh, their achievement for Downing Ooh. Deathwing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kelly Kellyoni, who's from another guild who happens to work with me. Oh. Um, yeah, he happens oh, to work with are me. we
1: really ID friends?
0: Yes, you are. Oh, okay. I know who it okay. is then. And, um, and we brought me out of the snake. He's and so cool. He is. He is really cool. Uh, he's camping right now. Soon to be sniping inside joke. Um, <laughs> if you ever listen to this podcast, it'd be like, Root! so anyhow. Um, so yeah, we down him in, in one shot, you know, one try. And, uh, we got him. And I was like, wow. Literally, here's the funny thing about that night. This was last uh, last Friday night, right? I log on, and Friday nights we start at our time 1030. We jump on, and I'm like, okay, well, we're going to bring Kelly Oney with us and all these other people. We jump on. We go through the whole process. We're like, we had a little bit of problem with, um, well, I don't think we had a problem with anything that night. Anyhow, we get through it, and it's like 1130. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm still awake. You know, I've taken my rage quit relief. I'm awake. <laughs> you have me all night now. You're stuck with me. Do with me what you need yeah. to. <laughs> right? Thank you. Like, you're stuck with me. I'm awake. And so I'm like, all right, you know, bio break. And I come back and I'm like, there's this there's a little thing on my screen. That says, you know, Hoofett wants to summon you. I'm like, hey, cool, summon. And, yeah, I like how you did that motion. And so I'm like, all right, cool. We're running around. I'm like, all right, cool. Kill these people. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I realized we're in Firelands. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm like, you've I, never been there before. Never. Not even. No.
1: Um, never. R- grinding with the never. trash mobs.
0: Never did that. Oh. Never did that. And So I'm like, cool. I'm in Firelands. All cool. right, cool. And <laughs> there is a uh, there's one. We we wiped a couple times, and and literally, uh, we worked on trash because we just like went, ah whatever. We're op. We kill Deathwing. <laughs> We're not OP, but we're like you know big heads. We killed Deathwing in an hour. We one shot a Deathwing madness. We can take on anything. Well, you know, uh, Firelands, you know, was like an attitude adjustment for us. Oh, yeah. We still realize that if you take on too many mobs, you will die.
1: Dragon's Soul is nerfed right now, though. Firelands is still not.
0: Good point. Um, And we found that out. Mm. So, but we got through all the way up to some fire boss that You're has... You're
1: so good at names. I know. I love your memory. Thank you. Yeah.
0: It has a bird that farts um, flame circles uh. and you have to fly through the farted flame circles. Oh. Yeah. So, Miala snake was telling me you just go up, you'll see them. They're flame hoops you go through. So I grab the three feathers and run up, or fly up, I guess, and I see this bird flying around and I see farting flame hoops. Mm-mm. And I fly through the flame hoops. Okay. And I don't know what it's doing. And then after a while, my flight ability goes away. Oh. And I fall. Oh. And then the bird ends up on the ground and he, I, you know, bottom line of it is we, we failed. Um, oh. And, and, well, no, it's not an awe. Because it's because we didn't know. I didn't know I was doing firelands. I got to the, <laughs> the bio break and come back and there's a, an, you know, you're hoofing something. You know, okay, yes, click the button. Though. Yeah, And then you tell me, like, I told you, hey, we did Firelands. Why didn't you invite me? Because I didn't know. Oh. I had no you idea. You probably already full at that point anyway. Full? Yeah, we were, yeah, as it turns out. So. But still, I didn't know we were doing Firelands. That, that's the main point. And the other part of that is, you know, we have, and I know if you go back a couple episodes ago, I said I'm totally against looking at video beforehand. You want experience content new? No. Sure. I, you know, I may have to change my opinion on that. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. maybe. Because now, if if, you know... Before you go into any battle you have a battle plan. And we didn't have a battle plan. No. And we got our butts handed to us. You know, on a Mm -hmm. silver platter. Um I think Hoof had extended the lockout on that, so I think we're going back to that. But you know what? It's even cooler than that. Um so I decided to go over to Darnassus and do that uh, the quest where you go down the um, the whirlpool you talk to the night elf and you get the achievement. The one
1: I was telling you about in the um, quirky things about WoW. Yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, Mall of the Void.
0: That Apparently that's only um, Alliance. I said that. Yeah, apparently I missed that. Well,
1: anyone can go in there, but the, yeah. the quest and the achievement, they can do it. I mean, only Alliance can do it.
0: There you go. Yeah. Okay, I missed that part. Yeah. Because I went all the way over there.
1: But you saw the Mall of the Void.
0: I saw the Maw of the Void. I mm-hmm. go down. I kill the guy. The guy, you know, I'm like, okay. First, he, like, he comes up and my pet aggroes him because I wasn't paying attention. Uh-huh. No, no, no! I, I take the bet first. I killed him. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Huh, that's weird." So I decided to hang out, and then he comes up, and my pet kills him. And I'm like, "Oh, maybe my pet killed." Pill.
1: Yeah, your pet killed him. That caused all issues. Remember when we were in Um Angora Crater and that happened, and you got all mad at the GM and
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my, few years ago. Yeah. yeah, my pet killed the the bee. Yeah, and then he didn't. Like, the... just totally not complete the. Quest. No, I couldn't complete the quest. Like what the? You so, I wait again, yeah. and the boss responds, or whoever it was responds, and I kill. I, I had my pet on passive. He responds, I kill him. Nothing happens, and so I'm like texting. I'm like, "Hey, freckle nothing's happening with this boss." You're like, "Oh yeah, alliance only." I'm like, "Ah, I want a half hour of my life back."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you know, I get back on the boat, mm-hmm. and I'm going back to Orgrimmar, wherever it was. And no, we're not on a boat. Don't oh, be singing. us. Okay. And someone looks at me and goes, Hey, dude, nice gear. Ah, Six years that has never happened to me. <laughs> and I'm like, You know what? Thank you. Thank you. And they're like, You know, you must have worked a lot, really hard for that. I'm like, I, I play two nights a week. Yeah. And they're like, Two nights a week? <laughs> Are you crazy? I'm like, I play two nights a week, dude. Yeah. And they were astounded. We actually had a long, like probably, fifteen minute conversation. Oh, uh, me.
1: It's okay. Well, just because like I remember being level seventy um, something in a grand, and someone was like, "Oh well, Seds Carver, Seds Carver," which is the daggers I had equipped. So, right. like, they laughed and linked my daggers, and then laughed at me more.
0: Oh, that's yeah. the opposite.
1: Yeah, it's like the opposite.
0: Well, I mean, I sat there and I thought about it. And and literally this week, as you know, I listen to podcasts a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing a lot of people talking to their podcasts about how they're they're trying to run Raid Finder to get gear out of Raid Finder. Mm-hmm. And I asked Hofa today, I was like, dude, are, am I wrong? Am I that far ahead of people? I mean, we are ranked like sixty eight on our guild, as far as hoardlies go, in our progression. I'm ranked like number 23 on the guild, on the server as the 23rd level highest level warlock oh. on our server. And I play two nights a week and I, I I'm having a hard time processing that. I really am mm-hmm. honestly yeah. um, because I play two nights a week. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be the 23rd highest warlock on our guild or I mean on our server. You know, I'm in a, in a guild that is 68th on our server. And it just baffles me because I play two nights a week. Now, a little bit has changed this week. I don't know if you want to call it playing or not, but I've been online at least once uh a night this week. And I've been doing a little I've been doing a little experiment. You know me, I like my experiments. Mm-hmm. I have been um mining one hundred at least one hundred uh nodes of obsidian ore every night. So right now I'm like up to like six hundred or so. And my plan is by weekend, I should have a thousand ore. Uh-oh. And right now, ore is going for like, I don't know, 28 gold a stack. And so I plan to increase that by like 25%. So I want to throw in, there, you know, 40, 50. I don't know. I'm not good at percents. <laughs> but I don't want to double it. But I want to go in there about a half or so. So, you know, I want to bring that price up and I want to throw. A thousand ore. <laughs> you know, so 50 that, stacks. Yeah. And I've almost got them. I'll have them by this weekend. I'll have 50 stacks of ore this weekend. And I want to throw those 50 stack out there at a price that's higher than the current market value to try to drive that price up and see what happens. Now, two things are going to happen. One, people are going to drive the price up. Or two, I'll get all my ore back. One of the two. <laughs>
1: that's a lot of mail. To yeah, get that's for, a yeah. lot
0: of mail. I'm really, no, I have that uh, mail buddy.
1: So. CT Mail Mod?
0: No, Mail Buddy. Oh. Yeah, you click all these two buttons. You're what just does awesome. That's what CT Mail Mod does. Well, same difference, but I just, it's, it's easier for me. So, yeah, because I don't use that CT bar, whatever you use. same thing. Well, anyhow, bottom line is that I will, one of two things will happen next week. You'll hear me go, like, hey, Freckleface, I'm rolling in the gold. Uh huh. Or, hey, Face, I failed miserably. One of the two will happen next week. So rolling we'll keep you guys up to date gold. on it. Is that a song?
1: Well, rolling in the Deep is. Oh. I'm doing a terrible rendition just, of it. Didn't I know that? I'm not a doll.
0: So we have email this week.
1: We do. We have a couple. We have one from some dude. We love some dude. Some dude. It says, hey, Root and Freckleface, with the new Scroll of Resurrection oh. in WoW, it, a returning player can walk in and grab a new 80 with immediate server and faction change. As I understand it, they can either start anew or raise an existing tune. Fairness and all of that aside, I'm wondering how far off the ability to buy a pre-made tune is. They could have you play and then drop in a level eighty tune, class and spec of your choosing. The technology is there because they're doing it. I don't really think I don't think it is really an in-game advantage because it is only saving you some playtime. Just curious what your thoughts are on the topic. Do you think they will bring that feature? Do you think it gives an unfair advantage? Would you use it? Besides the fit many players would throw, do you think it would have any bad effects on the game? And how far off do you think Sorcerer will be in offering a Scroll of Resurrection type feature? Like All right, I well, say. I'm
0: going to answer the Sorcerer first. And okay. the first part about it is, uh, they ain't been around long enough for people to cancel, but it's coming up very quick. Right. Uh, your, Freckleface, your account has lapsed. Yes. Mine renewed without me, lapsed, without me canceling it, so <laughs> mine will be canceling next month. Um. So yeah, ninety days is going to hit pretty soon. So yes, Sword tour will be as having some kind of reanimation ability coming up mm-hmm. soon. Now to address the second part, um, I don't think they'll ever do something where they hit somebody to max level ever. I think they'll hit you five levels below, mm-hmm. kind of like what they're doing with the Scroll of Resurrection. The Scroll of Resurrection is hitting it around the same time that Mister Pandaria, well at least the beta is hitting. So. 80, 80 to 85. Okay, five levels, especially in uh, Cataclysm, is plenty of time to learn your class. They are never, in my opinion, they're never going to give you a max level tune because you still need to quest. You still need to learn how your character and your class work, and what the spells do. Now, you may end up with like, you know, at 80, I think 80, 81, 82, 83, to 80, 45, you end up with one spell per level and it's not yeah, that either. big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But it gives you time to learn each spell. They're never, in my opinion, they're never going to just drop somebody in at 85 or whatever the max level is <laughs> and say, here you go, play.
1: Yeah, I think how awful that'd be. You try to do heroics and you get someone there there is not only new, but has not played since level 30. Ever. Ever or played. Or ever, well, right. But what they're doing now is, you know, it's an existing tune gets bumped right. up.
0: Well. The thing about it is, I don't recall seeing I could be wrong, I'll preface this before I say that. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, in the Scroll of Resurrection, I don't ever recall saying, you must have a minimum tune of. Yeah, I don't know if
1: they put a the minimum level, but it's you it's, had to have an, it's account. an existing character. Yeah. It's not, make a fresh
0: level nah. one, they get bumped up. No, I tried. We had um, Darkflip actually asked us for a Scroll of Resurrection, but mm-hmm. he hasn't been away long enough to get one, so we weren't able to give him one. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't see anybody ever. I don't see Blizzard ever ever coming back and saying, "Hey guys, here you go, have a top level character and go at it," uh, because that would really ruin gameplay. Um, you know, I have often said that I, I don't envy Blizzard for the position they're in. They have the number one game, regardless of the dent that Swartor put in them. Uh, they're level one, and with Mister Pandaria coming around the corner, they are poised to be. Uh, a stronger level one than they ever were. So they're in a position where not only do they have to tell a story, they have to deal with lore. They have to deal with gameplay. They have to deal with uh, balance. They've got to deal with a multitude of things in this world that we don't even know about, frankly.
1: That's true. And a lot of times um, bringing in new players or bringing back old players um, giving them incentives, you're just making mad that people are already playing.
0: Now, speaking of that, I just got last week an email from Sony. Oh, really? Saying that EverQuest has now gone free to play.
1: Oh, really? And
0: that my character is waiting for me at Lake of she Illomen. Is. Yeah, Calstar. Oh. Calstar.
1: No, is the game itself free?
0: I'm sorry, FireEye. No, was it Calstar or Fire? I forget. Uh, the game now is free to play. Yes. I don't know if you can download the client for free. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Okay. Because I sat there, I read the email, I went, "Wow, my EverQuest character is now EverQuest is free." Sure. And I thought about it for, I might have given it fifteen seconds of thought, even. And I thought, "Wow, EverQuest is free." I had a lot of fun in EverQuest.
1: I had fun in an Adventure Quest. What was that? Uh, it was it was a internet based game. It's like turn based role playing. Okay. Everything was two D. Really, well, really, really slow.
0: I guess my my thought pattern went in that fifteen seconds is yes. I had a lot of fun in EverQuest, but I've had more fun in WoW. And even though when I played my limited version or limited experience with Swartour, um, I've had more fun in WoW. Mm-hmm. You know, so I probably won't. Even though it's free to play, I probably won't play. In fact, I'm pretty. I'm like nine point nine 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 percent. I won't play Plus EverQuest.
1: Isn't, isn't Wild wow just EverQuest but fixed everything that's wrong with it in the first place.
0: Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. in a way. Um uh, yeah, they they took they took everything wrong with EverQuest and kind of fixed it. Better graphics, better gameplay, better everything. Um but there's still there's, there's an allure. There's a draw that that kind of nags at me a little bit, mm-hmm. but not enough because I've been away from EverQuest for so long. I doubt my friends still play. My friends have all probably play wow now for mm-hmm. all I know. But you know, the biggest thing about an MMORPG is the MMO part of it. The fact that you have massively multiplayer online. The RPG, pff, I could care less about. I like the fact that we know people. We well, we have a connection with people online. Sure. Um you know, I can remember in in guilds past you know, growing in, in, in the um, evolution of my gameplay. You know, I've been with guilds that weren't connected, that we didn't have event server or anything else, that then I was in a guild that did have event server, but the only time we used event was for like raiding. Like, oh, hey, buddy, make sure you're on the event server tonight at nine because we're going to start raiding. And now with Hordelys, we have a chat room. I've got people's phone numbers. I've got their IMs. You know, if I log on, I'm in chat and and usually um Hotpox is there. So there's more of a of a connection now that I have with Hordelees than I've ever had in the game ever in any game I've played. So, yeah, I don't see me going back to uh Tour anytime.
1: All right, well, going back to his question basically about um if and when Blizzard would ever offer just pre-made level tunes, Now let me throw this at you. When they first started the random dungeons and random heroics, they made it so that you couldn't queue for, turn- for certain dungeons unless you had unlocked them. So what if you could actually buy, let's say, an 85 Rogue with greens for gears, things like that. But you were locked out of um, doing any random cues or doing any sort of groups except for people that, you know, on your realm that you... Or on your friends list that you know. Until you had a certain amount of time in your slash played time.
0: Would you do time or would you do eye level?
1: Well, eye level, you can just run to the auction house and bump that up. Okay. So what would keep somebody who's never played, buy a preset tune, buy gold from the Chinese farmers buy gear from the auction house and run into the, um, uh, the, the heroics, the random date. But if you put like, okay, you have to play at least five hours or whatever. I, I don't even know what the number would be. What do you think about that?
0: What keeps me from logging in and walking away from my computer?
1: I don't know. Well, but just.
0: Maybe an achievement.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're right, people could get around that, but at least put a deterrent from just immediately, from that immediate gratification of being able to right. just run in there and jump yeah. in like everyone No, I hear you. So. There's
0: got to be something. If Blizzard were to give somebody an 85, there's got to be something to prevent them from going in directly to, like, Dragon yeah. Soul.
1: Yeah, and I think they have the means to prevent that. Like, they could either... certain quest chain, for example, to unlock... Um, or a certain
0: amount of total justice points.
1: Justice points, quest chains, is something to unlock... That feature before you get stuck in the stuck in the random features. Like, sure, if your guildmates want to run you through stuff, you know, fine, whatever. But
0: yeah, the problem I think with it though is if you gave somebody a level eighty five, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, I go down to the corner store to, and I buy World of Warcraft, and I come back and I log in and I have an eighty five, and I don't know anything about the game. Sure. I mean, tonight's episode is all about lore. If I don't know anything about the game, minus the lore part, even you know taking that part out, knowing nothing about the game, and I'm an 85, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. And, and not only am I in trouble, but anybody that groups with me is in trouble. Any guild that welcomes me in is in trouble. There has to be a rite of passage of some sort, whether it be leveling five levels or starting at level one and going all the way up. Now, the mechanic is there. You know, like some dude said, the mechanic is there to start at level eighty. Be granted that level. Sure. That's been there for a while. It's been there with the Scroll of Resurrection in the past. Uh, it's been there with Recruiter Friend. That's been there. It, it, leveling is just a number for them. I mean, it's all when you look at it, you're nothing but a, an entry in a database. Unfortunately, when you when you you know, get down to brass tacks in this game, we we are a record in a database, and that record can be edited to be anything they want it to be. Right. Um. So yeah, level equals eighty. Whoop de doo Level equals eighty-five. Like level equals ninety. That doesn't matter. But they are not going to give somebody a top level and go, okay, here you go. I mean, even now with Scroll of Resurrection, you get green gear. You don't get top level gear.
1: No, but you're also not stuck with the same gear that you had on level 40 either. No, right? you're not. You're, you're, giving, giving... you're giving some stuff. I guess kind of what I'm saying is that one of the themes that we've always been talking about is there. they have to strike a balance between um, keeping kind of the integrity yes. of, um, like you said, the rite of passage of keeping the established players from getting mad at all these new players not having to do the same amount of work they did. As far as... At the same time, for them to be able to function as a company, I mean, they have to keep their subscriptions up. So, at the same time, they're going to do whatever it takes to keep new people coming in, to keep old people from, uh, old people coming back. And, you never so I don't think that we can ever say no, they're never going to do that. But they're, but whatever decision they decide to do, even if they were to let that happen at some point, they would have to balance out the other side. Okay. How do we keep them from being still, on the same level, have all the same privileges and features as an established player.
0: Now, let me bring up a scenario because you bring an excellent point up, Mm -hmm. and that is about the new characters coming in. When I tell you that the max level cap is about to be 90, Mm -hmm. and I tell you that for me to get to 160, from 1 to 60 took me about, I don't know, for me it took me like four months. Sure. And then from 60 to 80 took me about a month. And from 80 to 85, I think, took me like three weeks. Right. That's a lot of time. Yeah. So if I tell you as a new player, from 1 to 90, coming up in Mr. Pandaria, you're looking at two months investment. You may or may not want to be like, "Uh, it's a game I want to play. Or you may be like, you know, two months for, for me to get to where you are and to be able to partake in the game the way you are partaking on it, I I just don't know. Now, that being said, it behooves Blizzard to grant those levels. They've already, in, they've revamped 1 to 60. They have increased the amount of time from 60 to 80.
1: Decrease.
0: Or decrease, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I meant to say increase the, the experience you get. Yeah. So they're already showing mechanisms of we can control the leveling process.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: If I go to somebody and say, all right, hey, Bobby, uh, we want you to play World of Warcraft with us. Um, I know you're brand new to the game. Uh, Here it is. We'll help you. Sure. And Bobby starts off at level one. Mm -hmm. That's a long, long time.
1: For us to not be playing together. Right. Yeah.
0: And as I said at the beginning of this conversation, the biggest thing in an MMORPG is the MMO. Mm -hmm. The aspect of this is a social game. Yeah, 80's coming. 80, to be granted into level 80 is a no-brainer. Did you experience levels from 1 to 80? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, we've been through a lot. I mean, I still, yeah, I'm still, you know, a little bit sore that warlocks nowadays can go up and buy their mounts, but more stuff is changing in Mr. Pandaria. I'm still sore that what used to be cool in, um, in, in uh, Wrath of Lich King is no longer cool. What used to be cool in Burning I'm Crusade. So
1: mad about your thousand gold for dual Specking, I am extremely
0: mad about my thousand gold for dual specking, But here's the thing: when I dual spect, it was. Cool. Yeah. All right. You're elite. They will never ever be able to take away that feeling from me. That's true. And that's the thing that you got to look at. That this is a, a an evolving emotional game that we're all playing. Mm-hmm. Regardless of, of of what they do to the game in the future, if they bring somebody and go, "Here's your granted eighty. You are you started eighty. Don't worry about one to eighty. You're eighty. That content is still there. If you want to go back and experience, um. What's that one that, uh, did she, the, the first dungeon you do at like level 10?
1: Whaling Caverns? Yeah.
0: If you want to go back and experience Whaling Caverns, go back and experience it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to because does that detract from the game? No. Because the bottom line of it is the game is MMO. The game is that massively multiplayer online. The game is the fact that you are playing with your friends. You are experiencing things with your friends. You are dealing with aspects of the fight with your friends. You are suffering through wipes with your friends. You're gearing up. You're experiencing the, the glory. I can't tell you how happy I felt when, when we downed Deathwing. I can't tell you how happy I felt when a, a piece of gear dropped that I was like only I could use. You know that feeling that you know that that woohoo you can't take away that is the caveat that is that that is that little nugget that blizzard wants mm-hmm. so do I care that if someone spent three months loving from one eighty honestly as a business? no, I don't care. Think of this all right when you get cable t v at home, right, you get table. like, all right, cool, we got this cool deal, we get h b o for a month for free, woohoo, we get cable right. And then our month is over, like, ah, no, nah, we're good. We don't want to pay for cable. We don't, sure. want, to, we don't want to pay for HBO. So we'll mm-hmm. just get the basic. We're cool with basic. All right, so HBO's gone. Literally the next week, they say, for new subscribers, you get HBO and Showtime. And we go, ah, oh, well, what the heck? Right. If we just waited a month, we would have mm-hmm. gotten HBO. Does that detract from our deal that we got with HBO only? And the answer is no. We still got a good deal. If I go right now and I walk out this door and I walk down to Best Buy and I see that Best Buy has a $1,000 off a flat screen TV and I say, holy cow, $1,000 off a flat screen TV, I'm buying it. I buy that flat screen TV and I drive home and on my way home, I pass another store and they have the same TV for 1500 off the price. Does that negate the deal that I got from Best Buy? No, I still got a thousand dollars off. I still got a good deal. This is not the best deal. I still got a good deal, though. Sure. All right. Same thing with World of Warcraft. We can look back. I mean, we had Sniper on with uh, you know what over a year ago now, talking about his episode of "Back in My Day." Well, his "Back in My Day" is now "Back in the Back in the Back in the Back of My Day." You know, But that doesn't negate his experience. It doesn't negate our experience. It doesn't negate anybody's experience. We still play the game. And the biggest part, like I said, three times now, four times now is the EMMO part. So you want to grant an 80? Grant an 80. You want to grant an 85? Grant an 85. You want to grant a 90? Don't do it because you won't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so let them pay something. Let them do some kind of suffering. But you know, let them earn their stripes and then come play with us. And I'm good with that.
1: Now, our other email this week was from Safety One.
0: I'm just going to say right now, I'm not going to be able to help with this question. You can dance if you want to. All right, Safety One if says... If your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance with them, there's no friends of mine.
1: Hey, Hi, freckle face and Root. You're Hi.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Your last episode on outside resources for World of Warcraft was awesome. Thank you. It's one of those episodes that's worth listening to over and over again because of all the great information. I have a question for both of you of a hardware issue I've been having. But first, let me ask. Do you know what's aggravating about paying a year's subscription to WoW?
0: Do I know what's aggravating Not about
1: being it? able to play because a power adapter likes to shut down.
0: Oh.
1: For the past three months, Snaps, I've been having problems with my power adapter. I went from a 120 watt to a whole bunch of 90 watts, only to have every adapter fail whenever World of Warcraft loads onto my screen. I've had a gateway computer for five years, and originally it came with a 120 watt adapter, but it failed within three months. My brother thought that if I get a 140 or 160 watt adapter, it shouldn't fail, but I'm wondering, will it fry my laptop? The weird thing is, if that or if I were to plug my adapter into a hotel plug and let it get real hot, then it won't shut down when Wild WOW loads up. How strange is that? I'm hoping you can help, or one of your listeners. I've enjoyed listening to the show, and now let's see if we can get me back into the game. And he says to check our voicemail for toots.
0: What? I didn't get a voicemail notification. <gasps> I'll have to check. Let's check All right. that. Um, the bottom answer to the bottom line is, is not the power adapter on the laptop. It's the power controller on the laptop. Wow. I know. I just went through this. Okay. Um, the exact same, almost exact same scenario. It's just take out World of Warcraft and put it and put in hefty application for the government and you get what I'm dealing with. Um, we had a situation with a particular laptop that was heavy-duty laptop. I mean high RAM, high, high everything, um, a heavy-duty laptop. And we had an issue where the power supply was inadequate, and we you know we tried the same thing. We're like, "All right, you know what? If this level of power supply doesn't work, let's throw a higher level power supply on it." Thinking much along the lines of what safety is thinking is if a little is okay, more is better, and that's not the case. The problem you have is your actual power adapter. In other words, the power supply is coming into it. The little brick that you have on the outside of your laptop, that's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it may get hot. It may. It doesn't. That has. It's literally nothing to do with it. The bigger the power supply, the hotter it's going to get. No big deal. The problem lies in where that plugs in on your laptop, and that is your power adapter, and that is what's causing the issue. And that is an actual component that can be replaced on your laptop. Uh, so I would check into whoever – I think you said Gateway was his laptop manufacturer. I would call Gateway with your actual laptop model and say, hey, I'm having a problem with my power my power adapter on this, not the power supply, but my actual power adapter on the motherboard. Um uh, It's failing. That's your issue. I actually, right now, I have the same problem with my current laptop that I use, and I just haven't been uh, bothered enough to get it repaired. Uh, I can't power on my laptop without it being plugged in because my power adapter has failed. It has to be either plugged in or docked on my docking station in order to power on. So, yeah, safety one, um, absolutely. Just, you know, get your make and model of your gateway. And go go look at that at the actual power adapter uh, failing. And you'll find, I think you'll find that that is 110% your problem. And thank you for the kudos on the last episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, and you'll enjoy next week's episode, too, Safety, because we have an actual interview with the founders or one of the founders from Icy Veins. And that's really cool. You're listening to Hearthcast.
1: We are here and we are joined by Gentinard from the Lore Stories podcast. Um, how are you doing tonight, Gentinard?
2: I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself?
1: I think we're doing okay. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well,
2: right. You know, like you said, I'm the host of Lore Stories podcast. If you guys want to check that out on iTunes, uh, subtle plug there. I'm going to University of Arkansas. Woo pig suey. Woo pig suey! Exactly. Anyone knows about the little school there and our little little football team we got? Little school in
0: Fayetteville, nothing much going on.
2: (laughs) And uh, I'm working on my bachelor's degree in computer engineering right now. And I'm I'm currently at my uh, parents' house, so you may hear various uh, children in the background.
0: All right, cool. Well, you know, one of the things that that we don't know a lot of here on Hearthcast is is lore. Um, I have read um, a couple of uh, of Christy Golden's books, and I'm in the the middle, or I guess probably the first ten chapters of, of uh, uh, the Dark Portal. Um, but that only gives you a kind of a glimpse, a little bit about lore. The only other places I typically go are like you know, Wowhead, that gives a little bit of war of lore information rather. But you are, of course, the lore master. You are, you know, you're all about the lore. So we do have some questions here for you uh, okay. that, that we have just specifically about lore. Um, like, outside of yourself, though, who's the biggest mm-hmm. lore person that you know? Because, like, Freckleface and I tend to hang out with, like, you know, casual WoW players. So we tend to surround ourselves with people that have our, our same interests. So who's the biggest lore person that you know? Uh personally or professionally? Both. Okay. Uh, personally, I'd have to
2: say my co-host, Seeker Waffles, um, he's a pretty good guy. It's really one of the main uh, driving forces for what I, why I got into lore. Because uh, we'd always have discussions on Skype or vent about, well, why, why did they do this in this zone? Well, it, it makes sense because of this and that, you know, that kind of thing. And so we always had connections like that. And uh, professionally, uh, I'd have to say Ann Stickney um, over at WoW Insider. Right. We've had her on the show um, a few times, and um, she really knows what she's talking about. She's had some great theories that have uh, turned out to be right, and she's had some theories that haven't worked out yet, but uh, I really enjoy her stuff that she writes.
0: Now, what got you into uh, WoW lore?
2: Well, when it comes to video games, I'm a pretty big completist. I'm I'm an achievement person, and I started playing before Wrath when the achievements came out. So I was just like, oh, there's a quest. I should do it. Just end of statement, regardless of what I had to do. Uh, Right now, I've done over 6,000 quests on my main. Wow.
1: That's a What kind of (laughs) achievement do you get for that? I know you get Uh, um, a title at 3,000, right?
2: Yeah, you get a title at 3,000, but they don't give you anything else after that. So I'm just... Kind of SOL. Um, and then you get Lore Master, which to get Lore Master, you will get Seeker right now because of the amount right. of quests it takes. But because uh, I did all pretty much all of the quests from Vanilla, and then when they did the revamp for Kata, I went back on my main and did all of the new quests. And so that's probably why I have all of the uh-huh. uh, as high a number I because yes. I had Seeker and Lore Master before Cata came out.
1: Plus, if you do the holiday quest each year, it counts as a new quest each time. At least, True. At least in that overall tally.
2: Yeah, and but the daily quests are in a different tally. Yes, they are. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's one of the main reasons because I, I would be questioning, like when I was talking to my co-host, uh, just hanging out, uh, playing around. Why do I have to go and get seven boar livers? Why can't he get his own boar livers? And right. what, you know, I was trying to understand what the point of some of the stupid quests that they had back in vanilla,
0: especially when the like the boars are right next to the guy. Yeah, it's like you lazy son of. A, that's all there is. What's lazy. up with that? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he had a big problem with okay, I need you to talk to this guy that's standing five feet over there, right. and then he gives you a quest to come back and talk to him, yeah. and it's just. Kind
1: of it's like are they fighting like to have to right I gotta be I gotta be the mediator. man in the middle right
0: tell him <laughs> exactly. I think his pants look silly <laughs> your pants look silly tell him I think yeah exactly so I've read like I told you before I read rise I'm kind of going through Christy golden's books and I'm not going as fast as I'd like to go um, mm-hmm. because for some reason I decided to go uh, the Kindle option and then for whatever reason I also decided to uh, get the Hunger Game books series for my wife, and now she's got my iPad. So I don't get to read as much <laughs> as I'd like to. Are you watching
1: that this weekend?
0: I, I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see. I totally am. Okay, whatever. But anyhow, so I've read uh, Rise of the Horde, which really does give me a lot of insight as to what's going on. Like I had no idea Warlocks, even though I play Warlock, had no idea they came from Shaman. Um, and I'm into uh, the Dark Portal now. What Have you read all the books, or what, what books have you read?
2: Uh, well, yeah, a better question would be what I haven't read. Oh, okay. Uh, I've, 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 I mean, I can go through the list of what I've read. I've read Rise of the Horde, The Last Guardian, Tides of Darkness, Beyond the Dark Portal, Day of the Dragon, Lords of the Clans, Of Blood and Honor, Arthas, Rise of the Lich King, Cycle of Hatred, uh, Shattering, uh, The Twilight of the Aspects book. Wolfheart, and that's just as far as novels go. Right now, I'm working on the War of the Ancients trilogy. I saved all the Knack books till the very end because I don't know if you guys have listened to the show, but usually we're really about Christy Golden, and we kind of hate on Knack and his writings. So I have some oh. problems with the <laughs> way he writes, but that's just me.
0: Well, I, I have always heard that Christy Golden is the, the better writer out of pretty much the whole pool of Warcraft uh, writers. So that's kind of why I've always stuck with just her books. Well, well, Christy
2: Golden, yeah, I mean she's a great uh, writer. I really enjoy the books she did. Although I really wish that Chris Metzen would write another book. He wrote Of Blood and Honor. That's the book with Tyrion forgering and E-Trig. And it was really well done. And so I was really hoping he would write another book.
0: I think sometime. he's more concerned right now with uh, uh, producing some comic books or something he's doing.
2: Yeah, they were talking about the new comic books. And, I I mean, I've read some of those. Those were just the novels I've done. I've read uh, the Death Knight manga, uh, the Sylvanas short story. Uh, All the short stories on the the websites are really good, but I just haven't logged on there to read all of them yet. Uh, The Course of the Worgen, uh, Ashbringer comic, and uh, the first part of the uh, the World of Warcraft comics with Varian. Cool.
1: So I've got a lot of material. Is there any place that you go for lore stuff other than the books?
2: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, like, that's probably the best source to go to is mm-hmm. that, or, or the quest and in, for in-game stuff. Uh, I also recommend playing the old RTSs if you can get your hands on those. Wait, RTS? I know...
0: Real-time yeah. strategy. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, Warcraft 1, 2, and 3. Um, oh. 3 is probably the one that you'll you're most, yeah. <laughs> most easily be able to get your hands on. I I do happen to have a war, a copy of Warcraft
0: One, which is older than one. I am. Mm-hmm. Hey, easy there, now. <laughs> uh, I almost retired this year. <laughs> I remember playing
1: Warcraft One and Civilization One. Civ One, yeah. you played Civ One? Oh yeah! Wow. Right.
2: Oh, I was just gonna, like Warcraft One. Is, it's even if you can get your hands on it, it's not the the best game to play because most of the story's been changed since then. A lot of that was work, uh, retconned, but oh. oh well.
1: Oh, interesting. To it's know. so good to see. Now, do you have a hard time balancing um, your time as far as playing the game and reading up in the lore instead of going to school and all that stuff?
2: Well, yeah, I have the, the digital books on, on the iPad, so I'm always taking that to class with me. So whenever I'm waiting on a class or something, I can pop it over. Or if it's and,
1: boring. You know,
2: Or if it's boring, which happens sometimes, I can just pop it open and read a chapter or two. And sometimes, like before bed, I'll I'll read a couple chapters. But, I mean, you you fit it in your schedule. It it works a lot better during weekends and summers, though, because during the summers I work at a water park. And when it's pretty slow, I can have my book out and just reading.
1: Ah, fun. Oh, wait, that wouldn't be good for an iPad, though, if you got splashed. He said book.
2: He said book at the water park. Okay. Yeah, I, have, I do have some hard copies, though. The oh, okay, uh, War of the Ancients trilogy I have as a hard copy. I
1: was very concerned. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think is a, uh, one of your biggest holes in lore that you have a problem with? Uh, the, the,
2: the latest thing that I've gone on a rant about on the, the last episode we had was uh, the whole involving Neptune story and the whole Vash quests. Because you do Throne of Tides, and at the very end, you're helping Neptulon cleanse the waters. Right. And o- Ozamut comes, and you fight Ozamut. And then he just, at the end, you don't kill Ozamut. He just yoinks uh, Nepchalon, and he swims away. And then, like, half the people that do that dungeon don't even notice that. Oh, loot box open, leave dungeon. They don't even realize Nepchalon's gone.
0: Right. Um, and
2: and that really bothers me that they didn't address what's happening because they promised or they said that we would get a, a five man with Firelands and then they canceled it and that was annoying.
0: All right, now um, at, at the risk of sounding too noobish, how does that affect lore if the guy swims away instead of dying? Well, I mean, it's just
2: the fact that you don't. It's a hole. Like you don't know what happens. Like. Uh, it's not that the way it went down it's just that people don't know and there was no resolution to the story it's just kind of yeah it's 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 i understand cliffhangers i'm cool with that that makes sense but just it wasn't even like a well done cliffhanger it was you. just it was just poorly ended i felt even if they just had some emote that said ah i'm being taken or something because a lot of people don't even notice the fact that he's gone
1: i never did I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm all about the loot box.
0: now, uh, in the grand scheme of things, um, why is lore important in World of Warcraft?
2: Well, I mean, I find lore uh, to be important the same reason the storyline is important to any other game. Like, you wouldn't play Legend of Zelda if it didn't have a good story. You know, I mean, some games they just they. I I play a lot of games based on their story. I know a lot of people are into graphics. Like, oh, yeah, explosions. It looks all pretty. That's great. Let's go and shoot everything, you first-person shooters. I really have to have a story with my game. I play some 8-bit graphic games that most gamers would just uh, turn their noses up if they saw it, because the story in those games are that good. I, I really feel that video games are kind of like an interactive movie where you're the lead role, and if I'm going to see a movie and I can't follow the story, I'm going to think it's a crappy movie.
0: All right. Well, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Now, I know from time to time I've read on forums and other places and listened to other podcasts where people get upset when the lore is kind of messed with a little bit. How do you feel like in the game when in the World of Warcraft, when they don't follow the lore that's already established in the book or something else? How do you feel about that? How does that make you react towards the game?
2: Oh, okay. Well, um, a, a really good example of how they changed it. Um, it is kind of old, but the, the original concept for Draenei, uh, they totally re- retconned cut, only because uh, Chris Metzen forgot that he created story for Draenei originally. Because originally Draenei were the ones responsible for corrupting Sargeras into an, an evil titan that he is now. And then when they rewrote the story for Burning Crusade and they had that Sargeras came and visited them and he c- recruited uh, Archimonde and Jaden and, and Velen had to fly away with uh, wind chimes, it, it, it rechanges the story. And I mean, I know a lot of people get upset about when stuff like that happens, when the, this is officially canon and then they say, oh, okay, throw out window. Now it's not. It's, if it can make for a better story... Or it can like you, know, you can bring keep going on how things are working. Then I'm okay with that. It's I, I really wanted them to to fix up stuff like that because um, for example, Warcraft One, a lot of the things in Warcraft One aren't canon anymore. They retcon them. I would love if they did a re release of Warcraft One with how it's currently like viewed from um, an official canon standpoint. Because we're not going to get another RTS. for there's no way they're going to get Warcraft four as long as Wow exists. Right. You know?
0: Right. All right. Um, you use a term that I'm unfamiliar with, and that is retcon. What does that mean? Uh, retcon is
2: kind of when you uh, re-canonize something. I guess would be a good way of saying it. Is, um, is it, that you short for like story? Pretty
0: much. So is that short for recondition?
2: It's short for retroactive. Uh, contu- continuity. Oh, okay. So retroactive uh, gotten. Yeah, there, there you go. That makes sense yeah. to me.
0: So basically that's where, uh, yeah, you kind of, oh, we're not doing this. So in order to do this, we need to fix what we said before. So we're going to retcon this. And really, he didn't kill his mom. Ex- exactly. You I think soap operas do Dad that story. all along. Yeah, soap operas do that all the time. Oh, really? She yeah. was in a coma this entire time. Yeah, you change it
2: and then act as if that's how it always was.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, all right. Um, So I got a question for you. Lore-wise, this is a Mists of Pandaria question here coming up, so just be warned. Um, Okay. Lore-wise, why on earth are we raiding Orgrimmar at the end of Mists of Pandaria?
2: I think that was um – a really well done move. I I had anticipated that Garrosh wasn't going to be the war chief very long. I, I you know I always knew that he was going to be a temporary position there. I don't know if they're going to give it back to Thrall. I don't know if that's a good move, but I do like the idea of uh, this raid on Ogrimmar. The uh for for the Alliance side, since it's a uh, any any faction can do it. Um for the Alliance, pretty good reason to go to Ogrimmar and get rid of Garrosh. I, I don't want to have to go through all of that. I just think the general atrocities the Horde has committed against the Alliance are enough evidence that they would want to go and kill him. Well, sure. Uh, as uh. far as the Horde wanting to go and kill Garrosh, that, uh, that storyline is yet to be played out. I mean, he, he has some enemies in the Horde, as, uh, you know, Sylvanas. Vol'jin wasn't particularly happy, he killed Bane's dad. It's not like he's exactly buddy-buddy with the other people in the Horde. And uh, there's also this theory going around that it's going to have to do with uh, demonic worship uh, and demonic blood. He's going to go the way of his dad mm. and uh, because of uh, some some quotes that have been picked up from the warlock trainers in Orgrimmar.
1: Oh, I missed that. Yeah. What?
2: Uh, it's, it's just the, uh, the Warlock trainer, he, he, he's not been friendly with anyone else, but he's, he talks so highly about, uh, Garrosh and how he would do anything to show that the, uh, the, the, the Shadow Council, it's, it's a loose thread from Warcraft 3 of how Thrall integrated the Shadow Council into the New Horde, and, um, it, there could be some connection between the shadow council and, uh, Garrosh.
0: Now, see me, I always uh, thought that it was just because he didn't uh, want to give up the, the seat, the warchief seat. You know, now that thrall is done with, you know, with Deathwing, um, does uh-huh. he come back? See, and, I, and I don't know, this is pure speculation. on My part, and I'm probably missing a lot of lore here. Uh, but right. I've heard, you know, some people throw a little bit of a, a comedic uh, edge on this and saying like, you know, okay, thrall's done. He's killed Deathwing. Uh, or aided mm-hmm. everybody in killing a Deathwing. And now he's... Okay, well, he was War Chief before, so hey...
1: I don't think he's going to... I think he's moved past that. We got See, his he, whole, and that's the thing. That, we got to his whole, you know, psyche. I mean, he... Sure, he's got the part of him that's angry at the Alliance, but, you know, it's like you saw in the the quest. Deep down, he wants to just make peace with them. Yeah. You know, now he's got a family on the way. I, I think he's... I think he's going to settle down and kind of go off the map. I,
2: I, I do believe at BlizzCon, because people had talked about Thrall coming back, and they said uh, Thrall really got his expansion.
1: Yeah, Cataclysm is
2: all about Thrall. He, so they're kind of putting Thrall on the back burner now. Yeah. I don't think they're going to just bring him back on, because, I mean, he's going he's, he's gonna to have a kid. He's got his wife. He's, I think he deserves a little vacation after everything he's been he through. I
1: mean, he, he's retired.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back eventually. Like, after, you know, maybe in, in 6 or 7-0, oh, uh, they might put, like, another temporary guy while they uh, work out what's going on with the Horde. But um, with Garrosh getting kicked out at the end of, uh, of Mist, I, I would be cool with seeing Vol'jin take over. I'm expecting an orc, just because that's how it's probably going to run out. Uh, some people have been talking about Sylvanas. I think that's a ludicrous uh, idea, that they would put Sylvanas in charge of the entire Horde cuz i'm i'm pretty sure that she's going to be the next uh faction leader that is they're going to get rid of although i mean she does have a pretty big cult following mm-hmm. with people that play undead and stuff uh she's getting a little out of control and lich queeny if you ask me <laughs>
1: <laughs> well do you have any theories on who the next horror leader might be
2: i i haven't got to sit down and think about it uh, who I, mean, I know who I'd like to see. I'd like to. S- oh. I could see Bane in the position. I could see Voljin in the position. Um, something that I know for a fact isn't going to happen, but I think would be really funny is if they raised Karin from the dead and then put him in charge.
1: Oh, and dead <laughs> Torrin. That'd be weird.
2: Yeah, but that's just because I love Karin. He's a really good character in Warcraft Three, especially. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be an orc. I just haven't uh, figured out which work is worthy of the position.
0: And he'll sit down on the seat and he'll say, "Work complete." Uh,
1: <laughs> now, how do you think, Mister Pandaria? What do you think that's going to do or fit in with the lore?
2: Well, uh, I wasn't on the the panda pan wagon or bandwagon. So <laughs> you said panda pan wagon.
1: Pan wagon. <laughs> the panda
2: wagon. The panda wagon. I was not on the panda wagon, and. So I was kinda of upset when uh it came out. I was really wanting an outer space vacation. That's what ah. I was driving for. I wanted I wanted to get in a spaceship and go to like go to Argus or go to one of the Burning Legion homeworlds and fight them on the aggressive uh some of the stuff that Velen the prophet's been talking about where huh. there's gonna be a big battle between the forces of good and evil and all that kind of good stuff and we have to clear up some other stuff before we can go into outer space, I
0: guess. Yeah, so. we got to take care of that April Fool's joke and just make that all right.
1: <laughs> I saw my tinfoil hat.
2: But, I mean, this uh, the mist thing, it, I think it'll work out. Um, another expansion that I wanted to see was um, a Southern Seas type expansion. Uh, explore the islands. Like We haven't seen the Tomb of Sargeras, you know? Right. And um, I mean, I guess Pandaria. I guess that works. Um, there's going to be a little more troll action involved in this expansion because uh, the Zandalari Islands right off the coast, and with uh, we still haven't seen Kul Tiras, the um, Jaina's home country. And last we heard of it, it's been shaken up by the Cataclysm, and we don't know what's going to happen with it. I hope the Jaina novel that comes out in the future uh, clear some of that up.
0: I mean, granted one of the things that they get to do since they control this entire universe is, is number one, they get to decide where to allow us to go. Um, I know one of the, one of the things that I do is I listen to a lot of other podcasts and I, I kind of pick up on recurring themes in those podcasts. Um, and one of the guess one of the recurring themes I've been hearing lately has been, uh, that we, uh, in, in this game, in the world of Warcraft, we have the illusion of choice, so we we get to experience what Blizzard wants us to experience, um, and then they write, or they you know have Christy Gold or other people write, kind of what they want them to write, um, and then we get to experience that. And I think I, I mean me, I think it's cool, and I may be coming from it from a uh, you know not how to say an informed level, but for me, like and I've said it before in a podcast, I don't care if they put a lizard suit on me or a panda suit on me, I'm still going to play the content and enjoy the content. And I know a lot of times that the content may or may not be as connected um, with anything because, like, asking about it today is, like, how does Oldham play in with anything? And I, I really couldn't make the connection where Harrison, or not Harrison, but, you know, the Harrison Ford guy, uh, where where he fits in with everything. So there's a lot of times that I think that just um, it doesn't really kind of fit in a lot of times. So. When Lawrence left unfinished, kind of like I felt like in that whole Jerrison Ford or whatever his name was.
1: Ferris and Horde. Yeah,
0: Ferris and Horde. No, wait. Harrison Jones. Yeah, yeah that's go. right. Harrison Jones. So <laughs> how do you feel when they kind of, you know, they take you through this whole storyline and they kind of go, well, here you go. It's in. It's over. And you're kind of like, okay, I'm done with that. But now what? You know, how do you feel about that when they kind of just take liberties like that? Well, uh, first of all, Harrison Jones
2: is my most hated character of all of World of Warcraft.
0: you <laughs> Why know, hear is that? me go on
2: many, I, I cannot. I hate uh, pop culture references. And oh. wow, I understand. I, I'm okay with some, like a little bit, like uh, Harris Pilton sells a giant bag. In, what about uh, her invisible
1: Chat. friend, Nicole Richie, or whatever? <laughs> Do you hate that more? Yeah, I'm like.
2: No, no, I mean, like that kind of stuff I, under- I can tolerate. Like, that's cool. Uh, to have some pop oh, culture okay. references, like even like the quest in um, Silver Silverpine, as um, a horde quest, you become a quest giver.
1: Oh, I love that! Wait, isn't that though in Hillsbrad Foothills?
2: Is it? Yeah, I, it's I don't like, right at the stuff, beginning so. of
1: Hillsbrad. Yeah, and like the little noob comes up, he's like, "Hi."
2: <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that's that's a reference to what's Wow referencing itself. Right, but but so those kind of like subtle things.
1: We that's have to fine. go
2: deeper. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's kind of things that are cool. But giving almost an entire zone to a pop culture reference is ridiculously annoying, especially when we have Bron, Bran Bronzebeard already.
1: Oh, the guy's who, so who annoying. Is
2: even better at, at archaeology and all that kind of stuff That's than true. Harrison Jones ever be. And half of Oldham was a giant cutscene anyway, and that was really annoying.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I liked it, but I don't know. Um, I just think it was overused. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of times, uh, now. I mean, I'll be honest, this is something I haven't really brought up to Freckleface before, but a lot of times I kind of feel that when you look at a new new expansion, even though Cataclysm is not new anymore, we all know that, I kind of feel, even going back to Wrath and even going back to BC, that they try different things and they they, kind of throw them in somewhere and they go, okay, let's see how people react to this. And if they react well to it, then we'll do more of those. And if they don't react well to it, uh, then we won't do more of those, and so I kind of th- feel like a lot of times we are actually you know not to step away from lore, but we are product testing a lot of times for Blizzard, um, combat text, mounted oh, combat text. I mean, uh, mounted combat. You know, we all wanted that, and then we kind of got it. and We kind of went, eh, it's not re- we really wanted Blizzard.
1: We wouldn't be able to fight on our horses though, and that's not what it well, was. We, it's well not what it is.
0: We kind of kind of got that you know. with with TOC and all that kind of stuff. You it's know, different. Yeah, but... It was more vehicle combat than right. anything. And yeah. so we, you know, we asked for amount of combat, we get vehicle combat, and then Blizzard goes, oh, that's not what we kind of expected or whatever. So, um, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, the, the whole zone of Vashir, we never really expected and I, and I don't really know how that fits into lore, but we didn't expect to be swimming around somewhere underground. I mean, I remember when I first got there as a warlock, I went, finally, in Cataclysm, a warlock is going to be useful because I can cast Unending Breath on people, and then five minutes later, everybody gets you know their sea legs and they can breathe underwater. And I'm like, okay, I'm useless again. And so that didn't happen for me. So, I don't know, a lot of times I feel like we're product testing for them. They're testing out new ideas. There's stuff we never see again. Like I can remember in, um, in Wrath of there Lich King, there was there a was quest when you were a tail gunner. And you had to shoot down stuff behind you. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I get to be a tail gunner and shoot, shoot down people from this plane. And then you never see that again. It's not true. It's not true?
1: We do that in um, Northern Barrens.
0: Maybe that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. It's still it's still wrath.
1: No, it's Cata.
0: Is it Cata? Oh, yeah, you're right. When you're doing the bombing. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I mean, I don't know. There there are just times that, that I feel that that you know, like I said, we're being product testers. Um but back to lore. Is there a moment in lore that that completely just irks you? Like, in actual lore, I mean, I'm not talking about gameplay, I'm talking about lore in general. Is there a moment of lore that actually just really, really bothers you? Hmm. Uh, just like something like the way they took the
2: story, which is upsetting, or yeah, how do you mean?
0: Yeah, if, if they took any, any character or any moment in the story that you go, you know what, you shouldn't have done that, because whatever reason, it just really, just like you... You know, you had finger, you had moments like you want to go find Chris Metzen and and, and slap him and go you 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 debag. Why'd you do that?
2: Uh, well, like like I said, I didn't, I wasn't on board for the Pandaren thing, but it, it looks like it's all going to work out, so I'm not as upset as I was when it was initially announced. Uh, one of the big things that I'm I'm mad about is the fact that Turline and and that crew. From Warcraft Two are still missing and we've already been to Outland where they should be.
0: Hmm.
2: And there's no reference to them at all. It's just, oh, they're gone. And they get a little statue in uh, Stormwind. I don't think theirs was knocked down, but it's it's really annoying. Like we, we've we fixed all the stuff with Deathwing from Warcraft Two, that's where that storyline came from. We we dealt with Arthas from Warcraft three. Why can't we find Churilon? Hmm. How hard is that?
1: <laughs> I had no idea Deathwing went that far back.
2: Yeah, Deathwing was a, a, from uh, Warcraft Two. Oh. He wanted you to take the eggs back to uh, to Draenor, and that's how the the Netherwing was created. Yeah,
1: because within the game, sometimes I feel like they just they bring this nemesis out of nowhere, and then you deal with it, and then it's gone. So that's really cool that you know all the backstories and that there is some kind of overall plan and not just making up stuff on the fly. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and and the fact that they killed Illidan that was annoying. That that story wasn't done very well. His his end at Burning Temple was uh, not as good as it should have done. That's that's why a lot of people are crying for Illidan to come back. And yeah, he was in the hot dungeon. But that's not really what we want. We want him to be like, "I'm back. I didn't die." Ha ha ha. Yeah, you know?
1: but then, yeah, but then the hot dungeon. I mean, he didn't really come back. You're just you're going back was, in time, right? Yeah. So it yeah. was.
2: It Yeah, that's exactly what. That's not what people wanted. They want him oh. to actually physically come back. That's what people want. Because uh, he in Burning Temple. That was like the second patch of. Uh, Burning Crusade Burning Crusade dropped and you could do the the, the first tier and then uh, the next hatch was uh, uh, Black Temple and then people went and killed Illidan and I was like oh well that's kind of like what I was looking forward to doing in uh, this whole expansion and now it's uh, over and so they freaked out and said um, here's the Sunwell have fun yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it just felt it felt kind of tacked on there and, oh, I can and see
1: that
2: it, yeah. that one was really annoying
0: now, mm-hmm. I know when, I, when I'm reading the books, and I'm like, it's like, I haven't read a lot of them, but when I'm reading them, I kind of put voices in my head. Um, when they do the cinematics and they do the spoken word and they have the voice actors doing the stuff in-game, do you think they do a good job on that? Or do you think that you think they make you know, the character sound absolutely wrong? Um, case in point on that was uh, the recent Transformers movies. I think they made Optimus Prime sound like an absolute weenie. Uh, for lack of a better term i mean i just think he's this big tough guy i mean, remember remember him from the cartoons from like you know the 70s and 80s or i guess more of the 80s but and then it come out with the movies and he kind of got his voice the same but just his what he said and how he said it he kind of sounded like like i said before oh, uh, you know weak he sounded weak so mm-hmm. do you think they've done a good job with the voice acting in wow as far as you think the voices should sound in your head well considering
2: the majority of all voices are done by Chris Messon, um, <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell uh, the the patch the uh, the patch earlier for firelands I always found really funny because it was rag and thrall yelling at each other yeah and that's and Chris doing both so, yeah so it's like oh that's not bipolar at all <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean like a lot of the voices like are really I absolutely loved the Rathgate cinematic. That one was amazing. It was. And that's the kind of s- cinematics that I was looking for. And then they gave me that stuff in Old I It's like, "Oh, well, that wasn't exactly the epicness of a quest line that I was looking for."
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the voice acting is good, but the cinematics yeah. themselves is what's lacking on is what I'm hearing you say.
2: Yeah. I I'm I'm pretty good with the, the voice acting. I I feel like we could do, do if they did any more voice acting, I, I've heard from people that play Star Wars that like all the quests are their voice read to you. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. true.
0: It really, to me, I know a lot of people have complained a little bit about it, basically saying, like I don't need to have this whole interaction for a guy to tell me to go kill 12 mobs. But to me, it really, you know, and I, I paid for a month, and I guess it just re-upped on me by accident. I gotta cancel that. Um, but to me, it really it really drawed me into the storyline, and I really felt like it wasn't, just um, going and killing fifteen mobs for this guy, but it was like, okay, I'm part of this now, and so it kind of kind of drew me in. So I don't know if we'll see more of that miss or less than that miss. I know they've done a lot of stuff here recently. We've seen the, the you know the area. Pandaria, uh, the beta started today, and we've seen a lot of stuff are already bleeding out in, in a you know feverish pitch on stuff that's in there, and um, we'll continue to see more and more of that, and um, Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff they borrow from Star Wars and a lot of stuff they, they're bringing from other games as well. And I'm excited to see that because that just means that, you know, even though this thing's been going on for six years, that's still relatively young for a game. So they're, they're borrowing stuff from other people, and I really, really, really like that they're doing that.
1: Now, what is your favorite and, let's say, least favorite moment in lore?
2: Uh, well, uh, I can... Tell you my most favorite and least favorite novels right now. Okay. Um, if that if that works. Sure. Okay. Uh, Rise of the Horde was the most amazing novel that I've probably read uh, oh. involving the WoW universe. Thank you. I mean, I like it was written. That, <laughs> that one was very well done. I I've been crying out because I I love RTS games and I want another Warcraft RTS. I've been crying out that they do a prequel RTS. And do Warcraft Zero, based off Rise of the Horde,
0: kind of like a prequel. Yeah, that would be cool because I mean, and and I'm gonna geek out a little bit because I did read Rise of the Horde, and I did feel like you know there's there was an epic battle, you know, going on where the Horde, you know, they're 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 getting in there and they can't really fight the Draenei, but the Draenei, you know, there's this whole there's so much to do there, and um, and then I guess the whole thing could actually end up with the whole culmination of, of them learning, you know, as you were the dark arts and kind of expanding their minds and learning, you know, how, you know, the, the, the shaman when have became warlocks and everything else. So yeah, that would be a very cool, like you said, Warcraft zero expansion. Cause that would be just really cool to do.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, I loved that book and I, I really feel like it, it, could go somewhere. I know a lot of people have been crying out for Drenai things because they introduced the draenei to most people in, uh, Burning Crusade, and then uh, that's it. That's You don't really get any more eye things.
0: Yeah, but everybody kind of went, okay, we got Space Goats, nice.
2: Yep. So uh, there's there's no real story expanded upon that since then. I mean, Velen will show up in a couple books along the way, but that's about it. And it's it's just, oh, you introduced this new race to not talk about them ever again. <laughs> Sounds great. That's,
0: All right. No, but could you so, just imagine the, the amount of, of, of just actual – faction uh inner gameplay they could have with the Warcraft 0 cuz the clans could each have different factions and just, and just you're right yeah that would that would be really cool to have i never thought of that cuz i remember reading the book and uh, you, you get the whole deal you could all go to the you know the gatherings and you know deal with the ancients and deal with you know just yeah that's a great idea i like that that's phenomenal actually
2: so uh, that that has to be my my most favorite uh, Warcraft novel right now. I mean, there's some other close seconds. Uh, uh, Christy Golden does really good work, and so I uh, I love those the most. Uh, my least favorite right now has to be Day of the Dragon. I could not stand Day of the Dragon.
1: Who's that by?
2: Uh, that's by uh, Kanak. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> and, which the, might be part of the like reason.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, Yeah, biased are you? Is it
1: badly written? Or uh, is it just like the story doesn't make sense? Or... Well, I mean, like, the story
2: kind of makes sense. Like, you uh, get more Deathwing in that book, and uh, that's they kind of fight him off. They free Alex Straza. And it, it kind of makes sense, but like, some of the places that he talks about don't exist. And like, they were t- entirely made up in that book and then are never to- talked about again. And I, 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 I've, I've been giving him some slack lately because it was his first book in, in the Wild WoW universe and all that kind of stuff. And like, there, there were some things. Uh, like some geographical errors, like like they he referenced something that was to the south and it was really north, or like the like I'm kind of nitpicky, and so I, I'm harder on him than I should, probably should be. But I mean, the, it was just not not a style of, of writing that I really enjoyed, and it just I mean it ends up it's got Ronin and Crassus and and that group, and Crassus it, it was a pretty good character the the red dragon i was sad to see him go in uh twilight of the aspects but uh ronan i've never been really into ronan as a character even now when he's in charge of the the Kieran tour up and down i mean it's just not something i've been into but i play a warrior so i don't really care about people that use magic because there was a the hey. whole big deal about the next <laughs> war. And how we have to go and kill Malagos because he's going to kill all magic users. I was like, well, I don't use magic, so I'm fine. You guys have fun.
1: <laughs> what about <all> your friends?
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could get by with my hunter friends and all that kind of good stuff. Oh. My rogue friends. <laughs> we just we just need to find someone that's really good at bandages, and we could do a whole raid.
0: There's a whole new bandages thing coming out in Pandas. Just wait for that.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Well, George and, I, and we... Have asked you a lot of questions, and we did actually um, had to put this out there on uh, Twitter to see if any of our listeners had some questions for you. So we have two. Okay. All right, and one of them is from Hoofit and says, "The old gods, the Titans, Sargaris. What relationship do they share, and their significance to each other?"
2: Okay, well, uh, the, so to start off, Sargaris is a Titan. He's become a fallen Titan. He's a more of a dark Titan now. Uh, he had a falling out. He, he was not sure about the, the plan of the Titans. The Titans are a group of um, as close as you get a, to a god in, in WoW, other than like a loon and the ancients and that kind of thing, where um, they would go about the, the universe, which is known as the great dark beyond that space, and they would uh, transform planets in the way they saw fit, bring order and justice to a chaotic world. And Sargeras, like, he was the, their champion, and he'd fight off the demons and that would present themselves escaping from the burning le- – um, the twisting nether. And after a while, it just kept getting to him. Well, maybe it's the natural order of things for there to be chaos, and he just didn't feel what they were doing went with the natural order of the universe that they were going against how things should be. So he, he quit that, and he slowly – Went and became more evil. got more corrupted. He, uh, two groups of demons, especially uh, the Nathrezim, the the Dreadlords that some people are familiar with that play Warcraft Three, um, like Balthazar and uh, Veramothras, that that group of people, and he he decided, okay, well, we're going to start the Burning Legion. Let's recruit all the demons and seek to. Create chaos in the world and kind of undo what the Titans are trying to do. And the Titans were really sad that Sargeras left them. And uh, we'll have to deal with that at some point. Sargeras is essentially the end of the game boss, I would say.
1: Hmm.
2: But um, ah, the old gods. Uh, A long time ago, when the Titans were doing their interstellar road trip of fixing up planets... They came upon Azeroth, and the old gods were here and with their elemental armies. And they had a giant war because you know, the Titans wanted to fix up the planet, and the old gods wanted absolute destruction and chaos, and so those don't really go together. And they had a big war um, in Syphilis, I believe. An old god was actually killed, or a titan was killed by an old god. They thought the old god had died too, but... That turned out to be C'thun. And so after the war, they threw the uh, the old gods in the deep places of Azeroth because they couldn't kill them or it, they'd have to redo the entire planet and they didn't want to. So they just stuck them deep in the ground so they wouldn't get out and they put up guards to, to uh, watch over things like the dragon aspects and the titanic watchers and... Um, and uh, essentially just let things uh, go and went on about their merry way and hoped they'd ever have to deal with it again.
0: So So. they kind of did a whole thing like they just kind of swept it under the carpet and hoped they didn't have to deal with it.
2: Yeah, essentially. And uh, they have a Roomba in case it gets out from under the carpet. (laughs)
0: There you go. Now now the other question we have is from Hind, and he said, How did Nurzul become the Lich King? Now,
2: that that one's uh, pretty good uh, from uh, Wrath. That whole storyline where eventually Arthas was the Lich King by himself, right. but the original Lich King was Ner'zhul. And in back in Beyond the Dark Portal, uh, is are you reading that book right
0: now? Yeah, but go ahead. It's it's okay because I still like to read it. You you can spoil the ending. It's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in B- Beyond the Dark Portal, you know they they. Through all the, uh, the previous two wars uh, between the orcs and the humans, uh, they had opened the original dark portal, and they, the orcs went in and were fighting humans and all that kind of thing. And then we, they were losing, and they got pushed back to Draenor. And so Ner'zhul decided, okay, we can't defeat the humans, so let's throw open lots of portals to lots of other planets where we can conquer those. Because we can't stay here. Draenor was dying. You can see that in Hellfire Peninsula if you go there now. Like that's what it looked like. It I was. It used place. to be. It used to be lush and beautiful, like Nagrand. Oh, it of my did. Most favorite zones. Yeah, the planet was beautiful. There was water and everything. That's true. live. And it all got corrupted by uh, the warlock uh, demonic magic.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Because no, that was yeah. a big thing. That was the reason mm. he had to create the, the, the whole dark portal thing and invade Azeroth. Was for water of all things. Oh. So, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so. Yeah, if you find water, yeah, that's and, that's, and, that's
2: from Rise of the Horde.
0: Yeah, as I' will say, if you find water up in uh, up in uh, you know that place, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually making a symbol like behind me, like I'm hitchhiking. <laughs> no, but there's no water up there. You're right because all the water had disappeared, and they had to go down to Azeroth. You know, the whole thing is about there's water. bacon though. Bacon, really?
1: Yeah, bacon. Yeah,
0: there's bacon everywhere
1: there's <laughs> lots of bacon there's in a lot of
0: bacon there's bacon yeah there's plenty of bacon in hellfire Yeah. so bacon's not the reason now. no
1: bacon makes you dehydrated
0: <laughs> so you're saying they had too much bacon yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing's about bacon really for you no that's not right that's not right
2: <laughs> they needed some water to go with their bacon <laughs>
0: that's right yes now and that's how they ended up in Swapasarros oh the, <laughs> there you go <laughs> now at the end of Lich King I mean I remember in the cinematic, you know, the, I can't remember who it was, but the guy says there always must be a Lich King. That's
2: Arthas' dad.
0: Okay, so he comes back and he says there always must oh, be. Oh, that was
1: his dad? I thought this, wait, but he killed his dad.
2: King, yeah, it was the ghost of his dad that was stuck inside
0: uh, Frostmourne. So the ghost gets released from Frostmourne, comes back and says there always must be a Lich King, and he dons the the helm and becomes Lich King.
1: No, but then he was like, tell people oh, I-, I died. that.
0: That uh, that was a um, uh, Bolvar, the
2: guy that actually became the Newlics King. The Newlics King. I thought I thought you were talking about in um, the five man. So Nerzul he threw open the portals to, to get to another planet, and so they all went in the portals. Now those portals go through the Twisting Nether. The Burning Legion lives in the Twisting Nether, and Kill Jaden is a the person one of the head honchos in the uh, Burning Legion. And they weren't exactly on good terms. Uh, if you read Rise of the Horde, Nerzul thought Kill Jaden was his wife for a long time because that's how he showed up to him, and that's how they decided, oh, we need to kill all the Draenei. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. And, and then it turned out that was actually not his wife. It was a giant uh, 15-foot
0: red eridar. But I don't know how you make that mistake. I often make that mistake. <laughs> I was about to say my wife and I, we often – I think she's a 15-foot eridar. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah they were something are you cooking dinner fine you're my wife good good go
2: but so yeah they weren't exactly happy with one another so he had captured them he killed all the other orcs that were with them because they were just whatever i don't need those it was nerzul he had a problem with because uh nerzul went and to Oshgan and talked with the actual ancients and they were mad at him for attacking the draenei. And then Gul'dan went and told on him. And that's how Gul'dan got in charge of the horde in Rise of the Horde. And they had Ner'zhul sit in the corner and he, they they weren't going to punish him because Jaden was like, I'll deal with him later. Don't worry about it Gul'dan. You just do what I'm telling you to do. And he went through the whole, he was depressed. He painted a skull on his face and it was really depressing But uh, finally Kil'jaeden took his moment to strike and get his revenge and tortured him and, like, pulled his spirit from his body and cut it to shreds, like a thousand pieces, and then stuck it into this frozen set of armor in Northrend to use him as a tool for the Burning Legion and create the scourge.
0: Yeah. That's a lot – that's Deeper deep. than I thought it went, so <laughs> I'll be honest with you. that. That is that is cool, though. See, that makes me what? What book is that in? Because that, that makes me want to actually read that book.
2: Well, uh, it's in Beyond the Dark Portal is okay. when he gets ripped well, to shreds.
0: Yeah, I'll get there then, won't I? <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm. T- that's what I'm reading. I'll get there.
2: Uh, I was. I mean, if if you really get into the Lich King story after you get the Lich King created at the end of this book that you're reading, I would recommend Arthas Rise of the Lich King, which it might not be next chronologically in the order of what you should read, but honestly it doesn't matter. You can read them in whatever you want to. So you could read Arthas next to see how the story of the Lich King goes because all of WoW starts at the beginning with the Titans and how everything was created, and then it just starts tangenting off left and right. And there's, I posted a picture on our, our Facebook page a long time ago, and it's a web of everything in WoW and how it's connected. And Ooh. you can't read it because it's so convoluted.
0: Oh. I got to go check that out because
1: yeah.
0: I remember a while back when I decided that I wanted to read the the stories. Um, and I don't know. I, I think I just Googled it. Like what, chron- what order should I read the books in? And I was given a particular order and I got those books and I'm getting them in that order. Um, mm-hmm. And to me it's just – I don't know. For me, it adds a little more to the game. Like I know what's going on. I, I feel more connected with the game when I do this. Um, it's something that is becoming, you know, more relevant to me when I'm doing stuff. And I I, always, I, I keep falling back because the, the biggest point for me from um, Rise of the Horde is that warlocks came from shaman. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing I got from Rise of the Horde. Is like, yeah, I used to be a shaman, and now I'm a warlock. Yay! And um, <laughs> but, but there's just so much more to it. Um, and probably, I think probably the last question we have for you here is, do you feel that, that knowing the lore of the game actually helps you as a player actually play the game of World of Warcraft?
2: No. The story of WoW doesn't generally affect your gameplay ability of WoW. I, I consider mine itself a pretty good player, but I mean, I might be biased, but whatever.
0: And you play and warrior, I, right?
2: <laughs> I am a warrior. Okay. And... So it's kind of like opposite of what you think most warrior stereotype. Warrior is, you know, why doesn't a warrior put intellect on his weapon because he doesn't want his weapon to be smarter than he is?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, That's Uh a good wild joke. I like that. Uh (laughs) It's kind of
2: different that my warrior is kind of scholarly and reading all the stories and knowing the lore and that kind of thing. Does
1: he have the achievement for reading all the books?
0: In Dollar Man? Yes.
2: Or as as Hen says, Dalaran. Uh, not, not Dalaran. I'm still missing three books in Dalaran. That is a hard achievement, achievement
1: to get.
0: Yeah, because well, the they randomly one spot. Yeah, it's at time.
2: But yeah, as far as achievements go, I have ten thousand seven hundred and eighty five achievement points.
0: Holy cow, dude! Okay. I, that's a lot. I, I, I don't yes, know, man. it is. That's that's a lot. Um, I'm. I, th- I think I'm like. What do you say, Frank? You're at two thousand
1: something like that.
0: Yeah, I think I am like at three. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still trying to get the stupid thing from uh, the cooking from un- Undercity, and I keep not getting the last daily quest that I need. So it's... I'm in the
2: same way as the one in uh, Darnassus.
0: Oh, for the um, the, for cooking. the uh, daily. I cooking. don't know if
1: they've ever done no. any of the dailies in
0: Darnassus. I completed I those. I completed those. Did those? you? Yeah, yeah, and I got I it. Was missed, really weird because I, I got those like one, two, three, four. Got Man, you know what? I, I just I I wish I had more questions to ask you and more time to spend with you but it's it's literally been an, been almost an hour, an, an hour now and um, I mean I just really want to thank you for your time and for your insight and for us literally like I said before at the top at the top of this uh, interview um, we don't spend a lot of time I know I'm reading the books but it's still I'm like one in, in a tenth of a book going into this um, so thank you so much for your time that you've actually had to spend with us and actually educate us, not only us, but our listening audience, in what the lore has to do with the game, and where it is in the game, and how it plays itself into the game. Um, you know, and I, I just had a flashback to that, that that the fact checker guy that went to BlizzCon and asked the question, and they're like, "Oh no, no, that guy's dead." And I was like, "Well, wait a minute, no, he's not." And um, that he whole thing, them. He's, he did. And that's the thing you, you, I got to meet him. You did. You did. I, you I, like... Yeah,
2: we met him at uh, BlizzCon 2011. Oh. Have you met we any of the and,
0: any authors at, at all? Have you met any of the authors in BlizzCon? Uh, for, for I mean, I mean, that question. Have you met any we, of the uh, authors?
2: We met. Uh, well, me and my co-host Waffles. We both got to ask a question at the lore Q and A. Oh, so awesome. we actually got to physically talk to Chris Knutson.
0: Oh, that's so nice. awesome.
2: And then uh, we saw Christy Golden and K'nag. Nice. So, did did you punch him? Because <laughs> there was too long, there was too long a line. Too long oh, a line of people that wanted him. to punch him, or, or
0: what? <laughs> uh, I think the line
2: was to get uh, autographs. Oh, okay. uh, from uh, Chris, no. uh From Christy Golden, and oh, he was okay. just sitting at the same table as her. Oh, sure. So
0: he was basically, tre- you know, you know, coattail thing. He was riding her coattails. So, no, that's so cool. Thank you thank you so much for spending time with us tonight. And um, um, any kind of questions that are how, – how do our listeners get a hold of you if they have any kind of questions?
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean I've had a great time. I'd be glad to come on again anytime. Absolutely. And if you want to get a hold of me, if you have lore questions you want to send, uh, come check us out over at Lore Stories. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Uh just send us an email at lorestories at gmail.com, and uh, we can work out at whatever you need. If you have questions, if you knew a lot of lore, you want to come on the show and argue with me about who's going to be the next <laughs> war chief, whatever you're into, just come on over. We're, we're glad to have you.
1: Sure, and didn't you have your um, show notes posted up on a sister site?
2: Uh, that's where all of our hosting's taken care of. We have a, a producer that he's in charge of the Guardian Tank podcast, Eldrick. Mm-hmm. And and he hosts our podcast on his website, so you just go to theguardiantank.com and then click on the Lore Stories link. It's kind of slightly off-center from the left at the top of the page. Very cool. Slightly off-center. Yeah, so that's where all of our show notes. You can go through all the archives and find the old episodes and forgive us for the poor audio quality in the earlier ones. And uh, just check out, like, oh, I want to know more about this person. Let's see episode blah, blah, blah about – Deathwing or Arthas or whatever.
0: We've all gone through the poor audio quality stuff. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Awesome.
1: So, once again, George and I, I'm going to thank you um, for coming on our show.
2: I'm, I was glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Step into the dark. Peer into the very depths of your soul. Walk with us if you dare. Into the corner
0: of carnage.
1: The Black Tabby Cat. This pet... Now, the server price for this pet may vary, but it has sold on Skullcrusher server for 8,000 gold in a matter of minutes. Farming this pet is very easy and well worth the time. Many people don't even know this cat exists in the world of Warcraft, but it drops off many mobs in Hillsbrad foothills. And the best method is grinding the torn fin murlocs on the shore of Hellsbrad. If you start at the ruins of South Shore and follow the coast west until you hit the murloc free dead end, you should easily kill over 50 murlocs per run. Everything is one shotable, so an entire run of that part in the coast should take about 10 to 15 minutes. By the time you hit the end, you can fly back to the start and everything should have respawned. It's definitely an ideal spot to farm.
0: For the best in WoW PvP videos, be sure to check out YouTube. For the for the best in WoW PvP videos, be sure to check out YouTube.com/slash Carnage1320. Cool. I want to get that now.
1: You know, car- I have it. You, but I, I also like before Cata, you had to do it completely differently. So it was actually one of my um, adopt a pet segments um, a couple years ago. Was it really? And it's all data now. Yeah.
0: You know, there, there are times, in fact, almost every time Carnage submits a tip, I'm like, I, I want to go do that. And then okay. I don't. Oh. I should. Sure. I really should. Good tips? I, yeah, they are. They really are. You know, that brings us to the end of 112. Uh, if you want to be part of the next sh- podcast... Uh, you can do so by sending your question, comments, or emails, or any other kind of feedback. You can use our website submission form over at hearthcast.com. You can remain anonymous if you really, really wish to. If not, you can uh, you actually send us an email. That's kind of cool, too, at contribute at hearthcast.com. Or you can make your uh, comments public by going to either our Facebook page or our Twitter page. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Hearthcast. Our Twitter accounts are at Hearthcast, at Hearthcast and at Hearthcast Freck.
1: We'd again like to thank our sponsors that is Riptide Software, Reduce the Lag, and System.com. You can find Hearthcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app.
0: I use BeyondPod on my Android, so you can check that one out. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For hearthcast.com.